When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. I am so excited to bring you Rachel Cruz. And if you don't know Rachel Cruz, I'm actually going to let her tell you a little bit about herself um, because she has so many accolades I don't even have time for and we want to get to the juice. But you may know her as Dave Ramsey's daughter. Um, she's obviously you know very big role in the company now. So can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, we, we were laughing a little bit just a second ago, just about you. I said, is that okay to say your dad? Because I want you to be your own person, but just tell us, you know, a little bit about you and how you got into this role and what you do specifically um, in that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I mean, my role as of today, I'm one of our Ramsey personalities and that just encompasses um, a lot of writing, whether it's books, articles, a lot of speaking. Uh, I have my own podcast, my own YouTube show, and it's really just getting this message out to help people specifically with their money. I feel like that's what Ramsey Solutions is mostly known for. Um, but really, it's this idea of helping people get in control because money is a subject that carries, I think, a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, a lot of regrets, even some embarrassments. Um, you know, it's like the one part of life that follows you. I mean, every part of our life, I guess, follows us. But this follows you with not just the emotional aspect, but the numbers. Like you're like, okay, I when I make a mistake, I see it like in my checking account, black and white in a number, you know, and, and that's such yeah. a unique thing in our lives that not every role of our lives does that. And so to be able to go in and give give people really a, a hope that their current situation doesn't have to be like that forever. And so whether it's budgeting or getting out of debt or investing for retirement. Um, or long-term or, you know, whatever it may be, anything around personal finance, something I love. And I've been doing it for 12 years now, obviously grew up as Dave Ramsey's daughter. So it's kind of been, I guess you could laugh and say it's what in was my blood. That, yeah. What was uh, that like? I mean, did you, did, were you always good at money or, or was it kind of weird because you didn't really want to talk to my daughter? I mean, I feel like she's not that into personal growth. My husband and I were so into personal growth. We're so into business growth. And in some regards, I feel like she doesn't want us to talk too much about it or, you know, to make her do these things. Cause God forbid, you know, she has to follow in our footsteps. So there's a little bit of, of this, like, I don't want to be like you, even though she also appreciates it in some way. She's 14, not my one yeah. and a half year old. She doesn't know how to fight back yet. Oh, she's a little feisty though. Um, but what was it like, yeah, growing up in that environment? Was it inspiring or was it a little bit like I want to, you know, kind of go my own path? Yeah, you know, I'll give I'll give a lot of props to mom and dad. I mean, I think, you know, I was I was born the year they filed for bankruptcy. So a lot of the understanding how money works after the fact, I mean, I was I was young and they really stayed this consistent route with us. Like dad's job and all of that. I mean, obviously we like, we, I laugh because I'm like, we were never given an allowance. We were always on commission. 
So you work, you get paid. You don't work, you don't get paid. You had to give, save, and spend all the money you earn. So there were definitely nuances of my childhood that revolved around money, but just only to the extent that anyone would want to help teach their kids about money. Um, but really, his his world in that vein was not really brought home very often. I I always enjoyed traveling and speaking with him early on. So I had an element of my own life that was kind of involved just because I enjoyed it and I thought it was fun. Um, How old were it, you when you first had your your first speaking engagement? Uh, Fifteen. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you talk about I, mean, I, I remember even going to college and um, somehow something was brought up about Dave Ramsey. And I just casually was like, oh yeah, that's my dad. And it was like, wait, what? And I, and I was like, wait, what, what? I don't know. What, what? Like I, it, it, it didn't, I, it didn't register because I think they just kept everything just like a normal childhood. So again, I give credit yeah. to them on many fronts for that. You mean um, you didn't really realize how big he was and, and how it was like, right. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, even though I was traveling and going to these arenas, you know, on weekends with him to speak, that's what all still didn't, do. it still didn't register. Cause you'd go back home, you know, and I was in middle school and high school with friends that I had grown up with that I just knew and they didn't think it was a big deal. I, you know, I, it, it just, yeah. So it, it was unique wow. in that way, but I do think for me, understanding that I had a certain level of passion and these gifts and all these things really early on, I'm so grateful for, I really do see that as such a blessing. So that way after college, I realized, okay, I love this message. It helps people. I want to help people. I enjoy things, whether it's speaking on a stage or being in front of a camera. Like I, I, this gives me energy. So I want to put it together. And again, that was 12 years ago. So fast forward to today, I'm married with three kids, still trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Right. I hear you. I have three as well. How old are your kids? Uh, six, four, and just turned two. And are you doing money stuff with them already? I'm, I'm assuming you probably do. You no, know, I, my oldest who's six, she automatically, I think there's some kids naturally that are bent this way. They naturally are like, okay, I want to make money because I know money equals, I can buy stuff. Like I like, they, they make this connection pretty early. And my, my oldest is definitely that. I mean, she is negotiating chores and how much I'm paying per chore and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, Amelia, because she wants to spend, I mean, it's, it's all about the, and right now they're that young. So I'm just trying to engage that subject that money equals work. So, mm-hmm. so if you want money, you've got to do something to earn it, right? Just right. trying to those little things and then letting them go to Target or wherever it is and they can buy something. It's, it's those small connections. And then obviously as they get older, um, it's still a little bit more structure around it. But as of now, she just wants to she thinks if she sweeps for three minutes, she should get $5. I was like, girlfriend, <laughs> I don't know where you're working, but that's- she's going for the modeling thing or the acting yeah. thing. Right? <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, I was really into this. Actually, I, I created something called money parenting. So when I first was a financial advisor, um, I started, I kind of had an in with parents of young kids. And so I went and at first I spoke about 529 plans thinking, oh, let me talk about what they, they think they want college funding and all that stuff. And then at the time I had a coach and he was really great at helping me with sales and in a way that wasn't salesy. So in a way that was really like understanding what they really want and understanding what was holding them back and their real problems. And what I realized was that these parents, like all they cared about was making sure their kids were okay. Right. Giving them opportunities. And then they had moms of course had all the guilt and if they're overspending and I was living in the Silicon Valley, so they're making good money, but spending even better money. Right. So a lot of them were in debt and feeling very guilty about the way they were with money. And and I kind of made this connection. Well, what's motivating them is to raise financially responsible kids and not just necessarily, you know, putting money in the 529 or putting money in their retirement because they actually want to pay for their kids college more than they wanted to pay for their own retirement. 
And so I created this idea of money parenting, how to raise financially responsible kids and by leading by example. And so then I did all this money coaching. And when I would do this money coaching, like that would kind of be my hook was money parenting. But when I would go and speak, they wanted to know how much to pay for allowance. And they wanted to know, like, what do I do with my kids and what do I tell them? And so I created all these little things because even though I was like, you just have to be good with money and it's more about your mindset and your behaviors, and all this stuff. That's not exactly what they wanted to hear. So I, I did a kind of a combination. And so I used to have something called a goal thermometer where I'd have like the kids go through and say, OK, here's the the toy or whatever that I want. And there was like a high end goal and a mid and then a low goal. And then they could get to that first goal. And if they wanted immediate gratification, if they hit five points or something, then they could go buy that, that first toy, which happened with my daughter at the time she was like three. And then she would just like, I want that, you know, gumball or whatever. My kid now is like totally obsessed with gumballs, but, um, and then, then they would have to start over, right. The goal thermometer. And then they might get that mid one, or maybe they'll wait for that Barbie house or whatever. And so I did some of that stuff. And then I, we used to also call it, uh, what was it? I think it was a shopping discovery trip where I would take my phone. We'd go to the store. Of course, you know, she'd always want to buy toys. And I'm like, let's just take a picture of it. And then we can put it on your goal thermometer and decide later because I wanted to teach delayed gratification. And so there are all these things that I did that I was like, and we did jars and we did, you know, the kind of the five, the, the T. Har Becker way, but the five jars and whatever. And I'm like, this is great. I'm doing this with my kids. And then fast forward, I mean, now she's 14. We did it like when she was three and, and guilty as charged. Like I have hardly done anything. And now my other, my son is almost four and my daughter's a year and a half. And like, he knows what a quarter is and that's about it. And I'm like, damn, I'm, so, I'm just a horrible parent. Like I'm not even doing the things I know are really cool. But then I keep going back to like, what I really was teaching was that if I'm good with my money and we're open about it and we can have open conversations, it doesn't actually matter how much you pay allowance for allowance and, and whether you do this or not, but I don't know. It's just there. I'm like, Oh, that stuff was cool. But I completely lost track. Like it's kind of hard to do with your own kids. Right. I mean, tell me I'm right, please. Well, I'm not. Oh, no, one. you are. Oh, oh no, thank absolutely. You, thank you, well, I, I mean, it's, it's like by Rachel Cruz right now. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No, no, it is. And I always tell parents kind of what you're saying that more is caught than taught. And the idea to open up that door of communication with your kids, because money is a topic that they're going to have to deal with basically every stage of life. Like there's a point, right? And so um, these, these topics that can be intimidating, can be scary, slash have no idea what I'm doing, or in a lot of our culture today, find my validation and my identity and how much I have or what kind of stuff I have. Like there's just so many elements to it. And I think as a parent, just to say, hey, I'm not perfect. Like mom screws up all the time. Like I... Went online last week because I was bored and bought three shirts I didn't need, but I did it purely out of boredom. And I teach people, don't do that. Don't go retail right. therapy shopping. And, you know, like, so I think opening that 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 um, pathway for them to say, number one, I'm not perfect either as your mom with money. But, hey, I am intentional. And here's the things I'm going to be doing. And because you're my kid, you're naturally going to reap the consequences and the blessings of that because right. you're part of our household. And so it is. And I laugh because I tell people, you know, People, I think, assume as Dave Ramsey's kid that, you know, we had mutual fund birthday parties and like <laughs> budget camps every month. And like there was all money obsessed. Yeah. And it was the opposite. I mean, again, they had structures in place that they taught us things, but very low level. Like it wasn't this militant idea. And so I think that freedom gives your kids the freedom to know, hey, I can still make mistakes with money. But hopefully a lot of those mistakes are under your roof that are inexpensive mistakes but they're actually handling their money and they're kind of feeling this real world interaction. I think those are the best gifts, the best gifts to, to teach our kids. But you no, know, I laugh my, you know, I, I have those three and I'm like, 
I mean, my youngest, Charles, he's just turned two. And I'm like, I swear the kid has had like three books read to him his entire life. Like with Amelia, I read like three books a day. I was like, nap Third time. Third kid. Day. I know. I'm like, Third sorry, child. Charles. I mean, I think you're going to be great. But Let's play that <laughs> so Kelly Clarkson song. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's exactly and right. I know. They'll be fine. They're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's important. I think as parents, what I think is as important also as people just to forgive ourselves. I'm actually... I'm sure you're familiar with Mel Robbins and I'm, I'm reading the, um, the, the high five habit right now. And she talks about high fiving yourself in the mirror and all about how like loving yourself. And I'm like, this is really cool to give to my kids. And so, you know, today's my first day doing it. I'm high fiving myself. And every time I high five myself in the mirror, she's right. I'm like, I, I make a goofy face. Like I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm a dork. This is perfect. Um, and then I, I had it with my kid, like just having them love themselves is, is well, and a lot of grace more important. Yes. A lot yeah. of grace. Yep. Absolutely. So, so let's turn this a little bit to, to how can the advisors listening and the insurance professionals and women listening, how can they use the same type of strategies that, that you're teaching um, with people around their money and even teaching kids? Like how can they use that um, to help their clients and even maybe just to help them grow their business? Cause I think what's surprising sometimes about um, people in finance is that they're not necessarily great with their own money, right? Even though we know, but if they're not winning yeah. in business, they're not making enough to even like pay as much to themselves as they want. And so how do you get to that point as a business owner where you might not be making the money, you know, this whole podcast is really about growing your financial business, the woman's way, like, so you can make more money, but the, a lot of mindset is entailed in all that and, and, and so important. So what would you suggest to these, these women who are either, they could be struggling in business. They could be kind of just like coasting, or they could be just killing it, but that's a lot to ask you, but um, what kind of advice would you give just to, to, to these people, these women trying to grow their business um, around, like from your background, because you got so much to offer. Sure. Well, you know, when it comes to specifically, like you said, I think a lot of, as we're talking about parent parenting, in the same way, I hear a lot of parents say, how can I teach my kids about money? Because I'm terrible at money. Like I'm the one living paycheck to paycheck, you know, who am I? And I'm like, you're their parent. You can do this. Like, it doesn't matter. Obviously, like what you've done in the past, you still have an opportunity to change. And that's, and I would give that same encouragement to any woman listening who has some, some avenue in the financial realm, but you're thinking, golly, who am I? It's like that imposter syndrome, right? Like, who am I that I'm sitting down with people talking about their money and I feel like I'm struggling with it. So so with anyone, when it comes to change, it's going to be difficult. And I think the idea that you have to realize if I'm not happy personally with where I am today financially, I'm going to have to change what I've been doing. That definition of insanity of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is insanity. And so you're going to have to change the way that you've been handling your own money. And that change brings a lot of friction. It brings a lot of uh, being very uncomfortable. Nobody likes change. Even my my kids, I laugh because I, I switched their car seats the other day as I was cleaning out our car and I switched the two-year-olds and the four-year-olds on opposite ends. And we got in to go to preschool and you would have thought I was like torturing my four-year-old because she did not want to sit on that side of the van. She was like, mom, yeah. this, is not, this is not my window. I don't, I can't see you. I usually see you and I don't like it. Like, I mean, she was just flipping out and I thought, even at four years old, she hates change yeah. because it's uncomfortable. It's not what she's used to. So, so just know when you start to change the way you're handling your money day in and day out, and it's different than what you've been doing, you're going to feel friction. But you have the hope that what you're changing to is better and your results are going to be better. And so, I mean, everything we teach at Ramsey Solutions about being intentional, right? Doing that zero-based budget and how crucial it is to know where your money's going 
uh, to get out of debt. And when you don't have payments, you actually have money at the end of the month to be able to invest, right? Or to be able to give or to spend. You actually have a margin. So getting out of debt, I think even just having a, a safety net. Um, this is something that is was proven, tried and true in 2020 when a lot of people didn't and industries were completely taken out and people were losing their jobs just to have that level of, of safety with just some money. And again, this is liquid. This is like a money market account, nothing fancy in an investment, but just having you know, three to six months of expenses there. And honestly, it's amazing. Just those couple of things give you such peace of mind, such margin, and such control over your money. When you don't owe anyone anything and you have actually cash saved in the bank, what that does is unbelievable. And then we and then we step into the investing, which again, um, a lot of the women listening are, are part of that world, which is just incredible. So, so I would say all of that in a personal sense. And then I would say, you know, money, like we said earlier, it's kind of this black and white thing. Like it's a number, like you have a, there's a value attached to your past decisions, uh, where you're going. I mean, there's this number. I don't have a number as how good of a mom I am or how great of a wife I am. Like there's not, there's not a number to that. Uh, but money, there's a level of identity there. And so I would say just to remember the, the people you're sitting down with, whether it's in an insurance you know, uh, avenue or an investment, but it, it's people. They're people. And they have stories. They have hardship. They have excitement going on. Um, they have tragedy. I mean, they, they have the gamut. And so what you don't want to lose focus on is just looking at those numbers, but actually looking at the people because who you're helping and the and the and the avenue that you've chosen for a career as you're listening to this podcast is an incredible one. I'm like, you get to help and change and solidify so many families out there. And and in that, that's what I see in my work is that you you change family trees. Like you are literally sitting down with someone to say, Hey, I want to get you to a process where your money doesn't control you and you actually have a future. You can actually retire, you can actually do these things as you're looking. Or whether it's insurance and it's like, hey, I want to set you up well. So when something bad happens in life, because we all know it is, if something bad's going to happen, it's when we're going to protect you and we're going to put some really wise things in your life to be able to do that, right? Like these are wonderful things that are helping people. But I think so easily we can get caught up in the numbers or just the product or the thing and forget the people on the other side. And so that is, that's what I always shoot for. I have, even in my line of work, I have um, this, I call, we call her Emily. And she's like just the average Rachel Crusoe listener. We know where she shops. We know what TV shows she likes. We know how many kids she has. And I have like, we have this, I mean, it's not a real person, but it's Google image or something of this girl, right? Yeah. But I, but anytime I'm doing anything, I'm always like, okay, what does Emily want? What does she need? Yeah. And you're focused again on that person and being able to help them versus being stuck in the numbers. And again, the financial industry, I think it's one that we can easily get caught in that. And so just remembering the people um, and that you care and that you're there to help yeah. them. I love that. I love that. So I have, a, I have a kind of a, I'm a little scared to ask this question. So I know I should, you know, if I'm scared to ask it, yes. like, I'm like, is this a little <laughs> too contrarian here? But, but I do want to ask you about debt. Okay. Cause you mentioned debt and I, I was still thinking about it because you talked about getting out of debt. I know that's kind of a big, you know, Dave Ramsey thing, like get out of debt. And I, as a business owner, I find 
hard time with that, right? Because look back, I first started as a financial advisor and you talk about imposter syndrome. I mean, I felt like the biggest imposter, total fraud because I was not making enough money to pay my bills. And so then I was going in debt, but then my way out of debt was investing in a coach and hiring people to help me and more so like hiring coaches and going to seminars and things like that, that, you know, we're both speakers. Like, you know, we, we know you got to kind of invest in even Dave Ramsey stuff in order to get out of debt. So like, how do you balance that? And how do you make those decisions where, you're, you know, do I invest in myself, but then I go further in debt in order to get out of debt? Or is it totally like, no, you have to get out of debt first before you invest in those things? Because I'm not sure your take on it, but I, yeah. I get confused about it because I look back at my situation. I'm like, had I not gone way into debt, I would never be where I am today. And are you saying investing on a financial sense or on a personal sense? In yourself, like I'm saying, like, yeah. like for me, I invested in coaches, right? I mean, sure. now I mean, I, I now I don't go into debt anymore, of course. But like back when I was struggling as a business owner, again, I think it's different if you have a career and maybe I'm wrong because I never really had a career. But as a business owner, I could have just kept doing what they told me to do. The traditional financial industry told me to do. And I was struggling. I mean, I was living in the Silicon Valley. I couldn't pay my rent. You know, I mean, I, I had to, I mean, I, I could because thank you, credit cards. I could have credit cards for everything else. But had I done the envelopes or had I done like I wouldn't have had enough money because I wasn't making enough. And so then I had to go into debt and then I could have just like kept going into debt because I, I didn't have enough money to just pay my bills. But instead I went further and faster into debt to hire a coach, to go to seminars and trainings, to change, you know, personal growth myself, Tony Robbins and, you know, and, and let's say, I don't know if you know, Keith Cunningham, but um, Keith's the vault guy, but Keith Cunningham, like I invested in my business, I invested in myself. And that's how I became the right person who was now able to earn money in my business and to grow it to seven figure business. Business. You know, how, how do you balance that? Or are you against that? Um, I would say that I think that there's a way to have personal growth and not have to go deep in debt. I think that there is a lot of things out there. And honestly, today out of all days, there's so much content around this area. And I think that there's a lot of people that are getting into the coaching that are way less expensive than going to that top tier coach. So for me, when, when you take on debt, you're taking on risk. And so the idea of not being a, not having anyone that you're having to pay, right, in, in a bill sense, right, that I, I have experienced something in the past that I took out debt for, whether it was on a credit card or personal loan, and now having to pay it back, there's a level of risk there that you're putting on. But when you cash flow it and move at the speed of cash, and you say, hey, I'm going to take three months and save up for this, or I'm going to take six months and save up for this, and hey, I want to go to this Tony Robbins co co conference, but it costs, you know, X thousands of dollars, I'm going to do that next summer. There, there is there is time. And I think what happens is when we have debt, there is this level of a little bit of the instant gratification. We're talking about, OK, I want it. I want it now. And so everything that you're talking about, I, I really do believe that you can achieve and that you can find people, whether it's coaches or conferences or books or online seminars, webinars, these things that you don't have to go deep in debt to learn, because here's the deal, too. It's not just the knowledge you're taking. It's actually the action. And when you have the grit to be able to say, hey, those things didn't change you your decisions that what you did day in and day out that's that was the results and yes you learned a lot absolutely um, but you're still having to make that decision to go and implement those things and so that's what i would say to anyone that hey if you have the ability that you want to learn and you want to grow and you want to change it doesn't take one hundred fifty thousand dollars or so you know some crazy dollar amount to go and do that that you can actually say hey Maybe you're stuck in a job and someone listening is in a job that they absolutely hate, but the only reason they're doing it is because they're getting paid well to pay the bills. 
and to say, hey, this is the only reason. But when you have no bills and you have no debt, then that's when you can say, okay, I actually have margin and I actually have the money to save and pay. I actually have options and I have freedoms. And that's where I don't think people take debt into consideration is that there is an emotional, spiritual factor there as well that, again, it limits your choices. It limits your freedom because you couldn't predict today, you know, that you're sitting where you are. And I'm so thankful you are. I think you're incredible and all of that. Uh, but had that not happened, then you're paying for experiences and things that are not contributing to your future and you're still paying it. And for a lot of people, it's for decades and decades versus if they had just invested that money in a good growth stock mutual fund or, you know, these these other things that you could have done to help build wealth on the side and grow in personal knowledge. But uh, that's my take. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's hard. It's, it's like hard for me to like be totally aligned with that, which is because of my experience. But if I had the opposite experience where I invested all this money in my business and it never grew, like I could obviously just be in debt and not, yeah, and we, we have obviously a, goes down to the action. It has to be action. And there's absolutely. so much free stuff. It's just like, I couldn't get my butt to take action if I paid nothing for it. So like, even if you go and get this free stuff, this podcast is amazing and it's free. You know, your podcast is amazing and it's free, right? Like there's so much, I mean, getting information is ubiquitous. We can get it anywhere. It's just, most people don't take action. So I think, you know, we definitely see eye to eye on that. It's like, you have to take action. And of course it's way better. You don't have to go into debt. I mean, I wouldn't say go into debt. It's a, it's not recommended. Um, but I do think like that risk actually, is what propelled me to take faster action and get bigger results because it lit a fire under my butt going like, Oh my God, I got to pay this back. You know? Well, and I, yeah. And that's a, And I have heard so many sales conferences, you know, especially in the real estate world, that's what they'll say. Hey, go get the nicest car you can, but that's going to motivate you to make the sales commission to pay off me. the loan. And, and for me, like, no, it's so backwards. It's so backwards. That but doesn't make sense. Really I'm not a spender. So like, that makes no sense to me. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't even care. Well, I don't care about a car, but like what totally, makes sense totally. growing the business for the impact. And like, I just, uh, sure, and getting sure. help, but everybody, yes. you know, everybody has advice, but that that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we could have that conversation just because I was kind of curious oh, yeah. about that and how, and yeah. how your take is. Um, and I figured I would ask, so tell them where to find you. I know you have a very, you know, very tight schedule. So tell them where to find you to tell them, um, what best way to, to get your awesomeness and, um, and then we'll send you on your way. No, you're great. Yeah. So, um, I'm anywhere, whether it's social media, uh, rachelcruz.com and the Rachel Cruz shows on YouTube and, um, and podcasts and my books are, yeah, anywhere, anywhere books are sold, they should be there. My newest one, know yourself, know your money came out in January and it's all about understanding why we handle money the way we do. So it's a lot of the motivations, not just the dollars and cents, if you will, uh, but really unpacking whether it's childhood or um, natural personality decisions or whatever it may be that that ties into us actually handling our money. And so and how many books do you have now? I didn't say uh, that would be my fourth. Your fourth book. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. check it out. I can see in the background here, if you're watching on YouTube, know yourself, know your money that way. Yeah. That way I can read it and not mess it up. Um, any last, I, we got one more minute, anything else you'd like to share or like to add? You know, I, um, yeah, I would just encourage, you know, all those, all the women listening. And if you're a man out there and you stumbled on this podcast, podcast, <laughs> you're allowed to listen to take the advice too. I guess. So glad you're here. Yes. But yeah, just to, you know, that there's, again, this level, which I think, you know, but it, there's just a level of intentionality and whether, again, it's on your personal side or your business side. Um, but just to know your past, what what has happened, it does not define who you are. And you get to make decisions today with your money to be different. And you get to make decisions today in your business 
do things even different. So having that person in front of you that you're talking to in your business and know that, man, they have a story and that you're, you're helping truly help change their life in so many ways and so many aspects. It's just amazing. Yeah. And as you show up with your money, you will show up better to your clients as well and be the example, just like you will for your kids as well. Well, thank you so much, Rachel Cruz for joining me. It's so great to have you. And those of you listening, we will see you next time on growing your financial business, the woman's way. Bye-bye. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the Appointment Generator Challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system. And you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years, or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.